The Secret of Utopia Colony, Chapter 6, The Crashed Starship. By Scott Sky. Copyright 2013 Scott Sky. The weather was perfect again the next day, so Samantha and Goro decide to swim out to the old starship. Before they left for the beach, the boys slipped back into the storage room, and found that Osirile had piled the boxes back up in front of his secret door. He sure is a weird old man, Goro said. Imagine going to all that trouble to hide his groceries. Then joined the girls in the kitchen, and then all walked down to the beach. It was a hot day, with the sun shining through a clear blue sky. The ocean was calm too, with only small waves breaking along the shore. Well, we'd better go while the sun is still high in the sky, Samantha said. Like I said before, it can get dark down there. I'm ready when you are, Goro said, always ready to go for a dive and look at fish. Kiyoko was unhappy, for the second day in a row Goro was going off without her, she was being left back on the beach because she wasn't a great swimmer. Arthur was staying with her he didn't like swimming out to the old starship. He had done it once before because Samantha had begged him, but he didn't like it. It was really dark, and there were too many fish and things that he didn't recognize, and he was always afraid that something was going to reach up out of the darkness and grab him. Miki wasn't happy either, he was being left with Kiyoko and no matter how many times he told Goro to wipe his feet, Goro wouldn't take Miki with him. Samantha on the other hand loved it, it was their starship and part of their family history. Their great-great-great-great-grandfather had commanded it for the Alliance during the war, and its crystal ferrite had never been found. Samantha and Goro put their gill packs on their backs and fitted their masks on their faces, and then started walking out through the small waves into the sea. Make sure to tell me as soon as you start getting tired, Samantha said, so we can start back. You might get tired before I do, Goro joked. I'm a pretty good diver. If you start getting tired let me know. They waded out through the waves, until the water was up to their waists, and then dove underwater. As soon as the gill packs got wet, they started changing the seawater into air, so the kids could breathe underwater. Their masks also had built-in communicators, so the kids could talk to each other underwater. As they swam out into the sea, across the deepening part of the beach, Goro saw many small sandfish but they weren't too interesting to him because he'd already swam out that far, and had seen them before. Next they came to a patch of seaweed and swam a bit above it, Goro had been out this far too, and quickly recognized the different types of fish and crabs hiding in the seaweed. After that they entered a slightly deeper part of the sea, with many rocky patches in between the sand and the seaweed. Goro wanted to stop and look at the fish, but also wanted to go on, and so they went on, because Samantha hadn't swum this far just to look at fish. Suddenly the whole seafloor changed as the rock area they had been swimming through disappeared, giving way to an underwater cliff that they couldn't see the bottom of. Goro paused at the edge of the cliff, while Samantha swam on straight out, and then after a few seconds noticed Goro had stopped. What's wrong? She asked turning around in the water. How deep does that go? Goro asked, looking down into the darkness. I don't know, Samantha answered. We can't go down there without crystallite torches, it's too dark. You're not getting scared like Arthur, are you? He never wants to swim out past the cliff. How are you going to be a marine biologist if you're afraid of the ocean? I'm not afraid, Goro said, suddenly swimming out past Samantha, but really he was quite scared. He knew there were some big creatures living in the deep parts of the ocean, but he figured this region couldn't be deep enough for anything too dangerous. They swam on 
and then Goro suddenly saw something big and shiny moving below them. It was massive, hundreds of times as big as them. What's that? He asked sounding scared, and then the thing suddenly changed direction, and moved up towards them. Don't worry, it's just a school of fish, Jax I think, Samantha said calmly. The school came up high enough for Goro to see it was hundreds of small fish, not one giant one. The fish came up and swam around the kids. We'd better stop till they leave, Samantha said. Or we could lose our sense of direction. And so they waited as the fish swam around them. They're curious about us, Goro said excitedly, glad that they were stopping to watch the big school. Look, there are different kinds, this is a jack, and that's a HC, it's an Asenon fish, and those are herrings. Goro was having a great time, but Samantha was getting bored, she'd seen all these fish before. Suddenly the school split apart, and began moving rapidly in different directions, and a dolphin appeared, stopping when it saw the kids. Don't worry, it won't hurt us. Samantha said. I know, dolphins are friendly. You didn't tell me there were dolphins out here. Goro replied, suddenly feeling a lot safer, knowing that dolphins help people in need. Of course there are dolphins here, Samantha said surprised. Why wouldn't there be? Well there aren't any left in the Creasy Ocean, Goro said. They were considered a nuisance and moved to the ocean's parks. Well they don't know what they're missing, Samantha said, as a whole group of dolphins appeared. Look, there's the rest of the pod, I come out here and swim with them every summer. They swam around and played with the dolphins for a while, and then started swimming out to the old starship again, being followed by the dolphins. By the time they reached the waters above the starship, the sun was directly overhead, and although both of them were kind of tired from playing with the dolphins, they decided to swim down to the starship anyway. As they descended towards the starship, the water slowly became darker and darker. Are you sure we're at the right place? Goro asked. All he could see below them was darkness. Yes, this is it, Samantha answered. Just give your eyes time to adjust to the darkness. Slowly they did adjust, and Goro began realizing how massive the old starship was. It covered the entire sea floor below them, and he could only see the highest parts of the starship. It was the same dark gray steel-colored metal that was so common in the outpost, but covered in barnacles. As they got close to the old starship Goro could see the battle damage it had. Entire sections of the outer skin had been destroyed, exposing the inside of the starship in some places. It looked like one of the model starships Goro's uncle liked building, except that this starship was about a million times bigger, and the design was much older than any of the models his uncle ever built. Wow, it must have been a terrible battle, Goro said. Have you ever gone inside? No. Samantha answered, I've always wanted to, but it's too dark to go in without a crystal-like torch, and I was always afraid I might get lost. There wasn't much more they could see in the dark, so they swam up to the ocean surface. We sure swam a long way, Goro said looking at the distant shoreline. Let's rest here, before we go back. They both pushed small buttons on their gill packs, and an inflatable airbag appeared around each of them allowing them to float on the surface without having to swim. They talked about the starship for a few minutes, and then pressed the buttons again, so the airbags would deflate. They sank back down into the ocean, and swam back towards the land, at a level where the ocean current flowed towards the shore. Meanwhile back on the shore, Arthur and Kiyoko had been playing with Miki, when Osirail had walked up to them, and demanded, Where are the others? What's it to you? Arthur asked. 
Miss Riley told me to keep an eye on you all, see. Now, where are the others? Kiyoko was scared and stood behind Arthur, he never seemed scared of the older Senna. Miki didn't like him either, but didn't have the common sense to be quiet. Don't be childish Osiral. Where are your manners? Nemazos Sadem Min. Dirimt Sotod. Osiral snapped in a Senan, stepping towards Miki, who was sitting on Kiyoko's shoulder, Osiral could tell she was afraid of him. We'll see if you've got anything smart to say when I'm done with you. Tired of being outsmarted by a monkey? Arthur joked. Osiral stopped and looked at Arthur, his eyelids closing till only thin slits of his eyes could be seen. For the first time since Osiral had come to live at the outpost, Arthur thought the man might be dangerous, and quickly thought of a way to get away from him. Well, the others are up in the tower room, and we were just about to go join them. He turned, took Kiyoko by the hand, and started walking towards the old outpost. Kiyoko put her other hand over Miki's mouth, afraid that he might say something else to anger the old man. The two of them hurried up the path to the outpost as Osiral watched them go. Don't worry, we'll be able to watch Samantha and Goro from up in the tower room, using the arrow, Arthur said to Kiyoko, knowing she didn't want to leave the beach. As they entered the outpost, Miki got free of Kiyoko and ran off. He was mad at her for covering his mouth like that, and he didn't want to be around them anymore. Let him go, Arthur suggested. Mother's over there, and she won't let anything happen to him. They went up to the tower room, and Arthur pulled out his small black robotic search plane, and sent it out to look for Samantha and Goro. It didn't find them right away, and had to search for a few minutes before it did, they were already past the underwater cliff. Goro really must be a great swimmer, Arthur said, Samantha and I, took much longer to swim out that far. Let me see. Kiyoko asked, and Arthur gave her the remote control so she could see what the arrow was showing him, but all it showed was a close-up of the waves it was hovering above, with a blurry image of two divers. The search plane's cameras weren't designed for showing anything that was underwater, but at least they knew where Samantha and Goro were. About that time Miki was having an adventure of his own. Arthur had been wrong, his mother wasn't around at the time, and the monkey went off looking for her. Miki wandered through the outpost, from room to room, until he found the study, where Mr. Riley was bent over an old artifact, examining it with a micro-sensor. Miki didn't know who this person was, so he quickly climbed up to the top of a set of shelves, and watched the man. After a while, he got bored watching the man look at the artifact, and decided to introduce himself. He started whistling, and the man suddenly looked around, thinking there was someone else in his study. He didn't think to look up on top of the shelves because he'd forgotten about Arthur's friends and their monkey. Miki stopped whistling, watched the man lose interest, and then asked in an exact copy of Arthur's mother's voice, How many times have I told you to close the window? The man looked up and around again and said, The window doesn't even open. Miki remained quiet watching him, and after a few seconds he turned his head back down to the object he had been looking at. Stop sniffing. Where's your tissue? The monkey demanded, this time in Arthur's voice. What? I'm not sniffing. The man looked up and around again, and then went back to his work. Stop whistling. Where are your manners? Now it was Samantha's voice. I'm not whistling. The man said getting up. It was too much for him. He walked through the study, thinking the kids must be hiding in there somewhere. He couldn't find anyone, so went back to his artifact. Miki was watching him all through this, and decided now it was the time to imitate Osiral's cough. 
Leave me alone. The irate man yelled, thinking that now the old handyman must have wandered in too. Must everyone interrupt me today? Miki decided the man wasn't very friendly, and so he climbed back down the shelves and went out to find Arthur's mother, she was always nice to him. Up in the tower, Arthur and Kiyoko had got tired of watching Samantha and Goro swim out to the starship, and had started looking at other things with the robot plane. First it was the cratered countryside, then the long red beach, and then they turned it to Utopia Colony, which they could see quite clearly with their eyes, because the water was really calm. Unfortunately the Arrows cameras couldn't get a clear picture of Utopia Colony either. But as Arthur was looking at the abandoned underwater city, he did notice something else, a sub, out there near the city, in the coral reefs. The Arrow couldn't show a clear picture of it, but was reporting it as the ACS Cheedery, a small sub with an Acadia province license, and one person inside. It must be Osiral, Arthur said. He's the only one around here with a sub. What's he doing out there? Then he hid the arrow find Samantha and Goro again, and found they were heading back towards the beach. They're coming back, he told Kiyoko. Let's go meet them. They headed down from the tower room, and found Miki before heading back down to the beach. Miki was with Ms. Riley in the living room. When are you going to eat lunch? Ms. Riley asked, sounding worried because it was already afternoon. In a few minutes, Arthur answered. Kiyoko and I are just going to get Samantha and Goro from the beach. They've been swimming all morning. Arthur and Kiyoko went down to the beach the long way, past the old sub dock, because Arthur wanted to check to make sure it really was Osiril he'd seen out there at the reefs. But to their surprise his sub was still at the docks. Oh no, Kiyoko said. That means he's still around here somewhere. Arthur checked the sub's name before they left for the beach, the ACS Ringilft so it couldn't have been Osiril down by the reefs. So, who was it? Arthur and Kiyoko met Samantha and Goro as they came up out of the water, and helped them to shore, they were tired from their long swim. They made their way up the hill to the outpost, and sat down to a big lunch, and Samantha and Goro told Arthur and Kiyoko about their swim to the starship, and the fish and dolphins. When they were done Arthur mentioned the other sub, the Cheedery, and then sent the arrow to look for it again but the sub wasn't in the reefs anymore, and they couldn't find it. Another sub? Goro asked. If we could find out who owns it, and make friends with him, he might take us out to see the reef.